0: The rap lab, lab, the rap lab. Yeah. lab, the rap lab. Let's go. The rap lab,
1: the rap lab, the rap lab. lab. Come see what we cooking up back. The rap lab. Rap lab, the rap, rap the lab, the rap lab, ball for ball we
0: hooking up with T O Q G Rev Barber M C A L S R E to the D on that mic A to Z we be the flyers. Hip hop sound broke down to a scientist. The rap lab, the rap lab, the rap lab. The rap lab. Come see what we cooking up at. The rap lab, the rap lab, the rap lab. The rap lab. is monday so you know what that means it's all an episode of the rap lab it's your boy the candy the alfre to the d
2: what up what up it's your boy the one and only the only one all caps no spaces. the d we're at bob mc
1: and that's the one and only true g just call me the qg and shout out to the jets they got the victory today
0: yep shout outs to that uh black green and white yeah. um for those of y'all who Listen to last week's episode, y'all noticed that Rev was not on the episode, which I noticed he's here today, and um, Rev, he expressed that uh, there was something that he wanted to say about the game's album last week, of course, we talked about the game and the Eminem diss and uh, the new album, Dramatic, and all that good stuff, so Rev, without further ado, uh, I know this was something that you really was looking forward to last week, so we give you a little bit of time to clear the air and speak your piece
2: up. Peace, peace, y'all. Part of my absence last week. I peeped that y'all had a conversation about the game and his new album, Dramatic, Heart vs. Mind. And I'm on record. You can go back in the archives when we did the uh, overrated or underrated show. And I said that game was overrated. And listening to his material, I stand by that, especially um, the last couple of albums. But this album, believe it or not, i really like this album i I can't believe i'm saying it either it's the version i have is 31 songs an hour and 59 minutes yes i've listened to this album actually three times i've had a couple long trips where i've had the time to listen to it i know it's very hard to listen to anything past 30 minutes nowadays but this album i believe was constructed very very well and it's just a shame that his i wouldn't call it an eminem diss but his eminem mention overshadows this and i i don't think the song itself is is more so a diss song he did not get personal a la machine gun kelly he um definitely like imitated his style i felt like he was poking the bear a little bit with this one and he mentioned a couple of things about you know in the skit saying that that he's you know pretty much washed that nobody likes his new stuff and I think those are just small critiques, and if I'm Eminem, I kind of just laugh this one off, and I wouldn't even waste the whole track on game. I'd probably just address him in a 16 or something, but um, I got to give it to Game. He's a rapper's rapper. You could tell that he loves this sport. He practices. He rehearses. He's he's an MC. I'll give it to him. Um, I, I'm still on the fence as far as the overrated thing, though I feel like... This album, he was the most diverse that he's ever been. I feel like all the guest features and even having some of the new guys like Fabio Foreign, um, G Herbo, it 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 helps out a lot. Like with with him, kind of going with the times. And when I heard Dramatic, I thought he was gonna do like drill music, but he went a little bit of that route only on a couple songs with uh, Fabio Foreign and um. And NBA Youngboy, who actually now has been taken off the album over a small dispute over some cash for a feature. Um, everywhere else with the features, he got Pusha T, 2 Chains, Kanye West a couple of times here, um, Twisted, Jeremiah, I feel like, and even French Montana. And actually, that wasn't a bad song. He did very well with his features, and he made music. He didn't just go in there to to rap or, or just diss a bunch of people. He does his name mentioning as, I think that's kind of just his thing. But as far as the Eminem thing I know Al you had a couple of things to say weren't very nice and I could understand wanting to protect Eminem the MC and I know you've been on opposite ends at times with Mr. Mathers and I could applaud you for it um, I just really feel like it, it's it's just a marketing ploy and it, it it's causing a bad reaction because like I said earlier it's a shame because this is actually a really good album. And the people who are saying that it's not a good album, either haven't listened to it or just judging based on the words Eminem diss. Because I've seen a lot of people on the Internet say like, oh, I haven't even heard the album or I don't need to hear the album. That's not fair. But I got to give it to the game. Shout out to him. And once again, I apologize for my absence. Just had a lot of things going on off, offline. But I'm here today and we got a great topic. Um, Fellas, is there anything uh, you want to add to it or anything I said that, you know, you may want to address?
0: I just got one question for you. Did you have to get high to listen to the album?
2: Man, you know what's funny? The first time, I didn't. And I wanted to give it a thorough listen. I actually went looking for the Eminem track. I actually was was anticipating it. And I'm like, you know what? Let me get to it along as the album plays. Little did I know that this song was pretty deep in the album. It pretty much is the 24th song out of um 31 that i have so i had to really sit there and divulged in this whole album to get to this song and yeah the first go around i wasn't uh the second go around i was and the third go around i i i I don't remember so that probably means i was
0: okay because i i remember when we was uh when drake album recent album dropped and i was like yo you ain't heard it yet he was like i gotta
1: get high to listen to it so
2: yeah because that's a sad motherfucker right there
1: you can't compare Drake and Game. You got to just... you, you, you be in a different mindset to listen to Game and Drake. But I got two questions for Rev in regards to the Drillmatic album. Yep. Question one Where were you when you were listening to it?
2: I was driving. I actually was going to Delaware. had to cover a few grounds.
1: All right, that's what's up, brother. Um, and that's, you, that's yeah. Uh, um, do you feel because you was on the road and you needed something to listen to, that's the reason why you were able to really thoroughly grasp into it? Like, let's say you were just around somewhere just sitting down, and then the game album dropped, and people was like, yo, man, you should listen to it. Would you, would you have listened to it then, or was it the fact that you was on the road and you needed something to listen to?
2: I needed to um, have that long drive in order to um, divulge in it the way um, respectfully because if, like QG said, if somebody was just like, hey, check this album out, it might have been different because um, I might have been more accessible to, like, change the song or or just, you know, kind of not give it the the, the ear because, you know, when I'm driving, I'm trying to focus on the road, I'm sitting still. If I don't like something, oh, no, I'll make it my business to change songs change albums whatever it is i need to do but i i give things a little more of a listens when, when i'm just like kind of um just you know sitting behind a wheel and stuff like that so i could thoroughly listen to it And i ain't gonna lie i, I was going in with the mindset like yo i'm gonna have to change this shit after like the third or fourth song or i'm gonna have to get to the song like after the third or fourth one but the the first couple joints are actually really good out of the 31 songs i say probably i may not like about like five or six of them
1: believe All it
2: or right. not yeah yeah i was about to ask you if you got any favorite tracks shit yeah man um i like the um he did a couple with kanye west the first one he did with kanye was pretty cool easy that's easy, easy. yeah yeah that was cool um i actually like the little r&b joints he had the ruby's rose with twister and jeremiah because he had a uh, twister it was two beats in that joint and um it, it, it sounded like something Twister would be on. It, it seemed like, like I said, with his features, he crafted those features. Uh, um, he crafted the beats and song structure around his features. So it sounded like a Twister song until that second beat drop. And, um, you know, Jeremiah did his thing on it. And then he was doing his thing as well. Um, I like the the Talk To Be Nice with the um 8-Ball MJG sample. That was pretty cool. And that's one thing um I can say about this album, too. Um, even with Money Cash, close with ASAP Rocky. They took the Money Cash holes with Jay Z when they they actually switched the beat on that too um, to right. a chopped up version. I believe Swiss Beats um, had produced that as well. And then yes, um, he did. Yes, he did. Yeah, and then also the um, Chrome Slugs and Harmony. You know they they sampled Bone Thugs there, and I thought that was actually pretty cool. That's one of my favorite joints too. I like how they chopped it up. Um, of course, the one with Pusha T and Two Chains like. That's definitely a banger too. It's so many songs on this joint that like I I feel like, like I said, it's it's a solid album. You know what I mean? Like I mean, you could even call it a double album or whatever it is, but um, yeah, no, he he I feel like he did very well, especially around his features. Like he did the right things, you know what I mean? And even the father's prayer, where he actually shouted out Eminem and Haley and their relationship. I thought that was pretty dope.
1: I take it I mean I actually alluded to Game being accused of being bipolar. It's like he'll dish you one record but then he'll praise you another record. But yeah. Oh, yeah. He he's follows a- concepts <laughs> every record. So yeah, like like you said, he's a he's a good rapper. Game is a rapper. And when it's time to do a record, whatever the theme is for that song, he sticks to it.
2: Oh yeah. and no, he he did very well. I was very impressed. And um, like I said, I went into this ready to change, you know, just to the um song itself, the, the Black Slim, Slim Shady. I was Shady. ready to change the whole thing, but the first couple songs had me intrigued, and then the rest of the album was, was a pretty solid listen.
1: Alright, I'm with that. That sounds good. That's a good review. Well, you
0: heard it here, folks. Uh, Rev with his thoughts on the game's recent album. Despite what you may feel, I'm surprised Rev liked it, but, you know, when a man surprises himself, that, that tells you a lot, but at least we know that you uh, you went in unbiased, which is cool. Word. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, our topic this week uh, we're going to play a little fantasy here. We're going to talk about uh, we've talked about it in the past on this show about the Universal Hip Hop Museum scheduled to open in the Bronx in 2024, and we're gonna we're gonna touch on some points of our vision of of the museum. Uh, since Rev formerly worked in a museum at one point in his life, um, I'm going to take a step away from facilitating the conversation as I normally do, and we're going to let Rev, uh, handle the reins on this episode. So Rev, without further ado, um, you know how I do, so you, you can, uh, you can feel free to, uh, navigate this however you like.
2: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir i got a special guest with me i got my kid here just roaming around i think he knew <laughs> i was hosting today All um, Right. so i'm very excited about this, this hip-hop museum and um supposedly it's going to open in the next couple of years and you know we have um pretty much an overview on the things we would like to see there and um maybe some ideas if anybody you know in, in uh, the mainstream is listening you know uh Feel free to take some of these ideas, but uh, definitely give us a free ticket or or a little something, something, you know, (laughs) but um, I'm going to start this off with um, asking what should not be included in this museum? What do you guys think? Go with uh, Al, see what you got in your mind there.
0: All right. So this may be a little controversial because I've stated on this podcast before that I am not a fan of edited music. When I say edited, I mean, you know. Radio versions of songs, but however, because this is a museum and because museums, in my opinion, are meant to educate, I feel because of the kids, I think that everything, is, I think that explicit music should not be included in the museum. Reason why I say this is because, again, you know, kids are very impressionable. And, you know, there, granted, there, there are things in all of our favorite songs that we would not want a child to repeat or that it should not be appropriate to hear. Cause I'm, I, I guarantee as hip hop heads, all three of us from listening to this stuff at an early age have probably heard and repeated things that we should not have heard and, and repeated back uh, as children. So, you know, and then also I would like, uh, I would like to see field trips, school field trips, go to, go to the museum and no school is ever going to approve a field trip to a place where, there are curse words, or sexually explicit language, or violence, or anything like that. So, I feel like because this is an educational tool first and foremost, um, explicit explicit music should not be should not be included in the in the museum. Um, I also feel again because it's an educational piece, and even though technically, um, you know, some of our favorite rappers have been killed, and you know there's been obviously violent lyrics and stuff i feel like i feel like the the controversial parts of rap should also be excluded like yeah you can mention that yeah tupac was murdered but you know if there's gonna be like songs playing or music videos shown or or like listening stations any references to like you know violence or or sexual conduct should should not be included as well because again i'm i'm thinking about the kids and you know or, or not even just so much to kids as well, but there are probably going to be tourists who don't listen to rap, who are going to go and go to this museum, and if the explicitness or the controversial stuff was, or the non politically correct stuff, I'll say that, for lack of a better term, if that stuff was included, it may it may give people who are not from our culture, it may look at us like, yo, why does why 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 does this stuff even have a museum in the first place? You know what I mean, like. It's not I don't want anybody to look down on the culture and say that we're not worthy of having a museum. Because in the in the history of rap, rap is not getting a museum until two years from now. So I don't want anybody looking down at our genre of music or our culture or anything like that. So I just feel anything explicit and anything that that uh that's violent or sexual shouldn't be included in that museum for the for the people who are not in our culture, the tourists and the kids.
2: Absolutely. That was very, very well said. I, I couldn't agree anymore. But um, QG, how do you feel about this topic, about anything that should not be included in the museum? What do you feel?
1: I feel due to the year that hip hop is in right now, because on record, we know August 11th, 1973 is dated as the start. Hip hop is technically 49 years old, if we want to be technical. I feel there should be a cutoff as far as a year of when the museum should have its layout of hip hop. If I'm going to ballpark it, I'd say anything after 2004, keep out. Because that's when the music changed. If you want to start from the 70s to the 80s to the 90s to the 2000s, cool. But I think that there should be a cutoff from where you continue on, because hip hop is always evolving. Obviously, you can't put everything in there. Like, I don't expect to see today's stuff in a hip hop museum. Today is today. So you have to keep things that are preserved. So I don't want to see the Bobby Schmurders. I don't want to see the NBA Young Boys. I don't want to see none of that in there. The Soldier Boys. And that's not a diss. But this is a museum. And the museum coincides with history. So for history purposes, keep it at a criteria of where you want to start to where you want to finish. You want to educate people on things that they don't know nothing about. Obviously, you could go on YouTube, you could Google, you could find it, you could hear it, whatever, whatever. But the stuff that you can't access, the stuff that you don't know to so the people that were born after a certain year, you wanna have that in there. Anything after that, you don't wanna have in I feel it's gonna tarnish the purpose of what the museum is. And everything that Al just said about editing and keeping it clean yeah because you know you're gonna have kids there you know the kids need to know what the culture is sure you can discuss it you can discuss nwa but you don't have to play f the police in the background or anything like that you could discuss what they meant for hip-hop and what they stood for you don't even have to describe what nwa means to cause any controversy So I feel with this museum, you got to keep it at a level. You got to keep it. I I said anything after 2004, because when you get to 05, that's when, you know, things started to change. Like, I don't expect to see young Jeezy in there or anything like that. I want to keep it. I want to keep it at its essence. So that's that's my only thing. I I don't want too much of new stuff in there. I want old stuff.
2: Go ahead now.
0: Before you continue, Rev, I have a question for QG. Uh-huh. So you want a cutoff date, right now? I'm only comparing this because you know I'm an avid baseball fan, right? And I agree with you. There should be a lot of modern day stuff should not be in there. But like for example, the Mets threw a no hitter this season that, that that's currently going on, right? So mm-hmm. what happened was because they did that, and it was monumental because it was only the second time they ever did it the baseball museum called the Mets and asked for artifacts from that game. So what they did was they 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 had the Mets send them uh the players shoes, gloves and jerseys that participated in that game and uh and some dirt from the infield and they put up an exhibit in the Hall of Fame from that game that happened just this year. So my question to you, if somebody of the current generation or something that hat that that never like let's say for example just throwing it out there somebody went double diamond right do you think significant events in the current generation should be like if like let's say if it's a once in a lifetime feat that was accomplished or something that's never been done before that's historically
1: significant do you think that should be included in there you can include it much 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 later on because museums aren't going to keep things the same all the time. There's always upgrades, there's always new exhibits and everything like that. So let's say many years from now, you look back at that era because hip hop is constantly getting older as much as everything else. You can include it then, but let's say it happens tomorrow. Don't put it in there right now. Keep what we don't know, or the stuff that we don't remember in there And then later on down the line Yeah, you know, you could have something for the digital era Which is what we're in now And then say, okay, this person did this For that particular time And add it in there, but not right away All
2: right, Fair enough
1: uh, Sorry, Rev, you, you may continue
2: Yeah, more so I agree with everything you guys said Um, Particularly a lot of what Al said More so because of the representation to the kids And um other organizations That may want to visit the museum you want to kind of keep it um clean and friendly this way we can all share this um me personally i just would not like the museum to have anything particularly on like the street beefs that have happened you know if anything was on wax that's fine like nas and jay-z but like personally i don't want no backstory on like Jeezy and gucci man or like anything like that you know just like it, it taints the culture a little bit and it takes away from like what the art is really about I mean battles and wars have been had for centuries upon centuries and even in our field of hip-hop it it definitely has taken place but you know like Al said this is a place where you want to celebrate you want to pretty much pay homage to to this culture you know and I just rather focus on that personally but um moving along um how much do you think these guys should charge for a price of entry um QG what do you feel?
1: My price range and number—I'm gonna—I'm gonna gonna say ten. Ten dollars. I'm gonna say ten dollars because you know a lot of these museums with the prices of admission. Like I remember all those great trips to the Hall of Science. You know, you go there during the weekday; it's a certain price. You go the weekend; it's a certain price. But I think ten is a good number because at the same time, I'm thinking of the business aspect. You want the museum to make money, Mm -hmm. so I think I think I think ten will be would be a cool, cool price where you could just come in, you know, you pay your $10 and there's, and make it in a way, we'll get to this later. It has to be an attraction. You know, you gotta attract people, to, you know, to want to come. So I think 10 is a nice even number because it it's worth it and the museum makes its profit because you gotta keep it to make a profit in order to stay open. So I think 10 is a good number
2: that's fair and how many floors would you like to see in this museum
1: oh man i'm going for uh, i'm going for four and why <laughs> i say four is because it's the elements there's four elements mm-hmm. there's four elements you got djing you got graffiti art you got MCing, and you got breakdancers so i think four floors represent the four for hip-hop of, of the four elements i think that goes good together
2: that's super symbolic. That's pretty dope. We'll get into it more about like what we'll have on these particular floors. But, um, Candyman, what do you think? How much would you charge the good folk in coming in for this museum?
0: So my trainer thought I would make it similar to like a pricing system like the movies. Mm. So you know, the adults would be ten, and the kids would be five. So like um you get a kid under like twelve and under would be like five bucks, and then any and everybody else is just ten dollars. You know, cause again, I imagine that the museum again, because when I was a kid in school, we went to the museum on field trips. So I could I could imagine that you know the low and then especially where this museum is going to be located in the Bronx, there's a lot of schools in that area. So I can only imagine the number of field trips that that they'll take these kids to to the museum. So they'll they'll more than enough make up their money. Also, I hate to say it because you know I don't like to call anybody poor, call anybody's economic situation, but um, that area is, not, is also not the most affluent as well that that, that museum is going to be in. So I feel like 10 for adults and five for kids is fair. Um, as far as the floors, I'm going to say, because also we don't know how big this building is going to be, but I would say three floors and a theater in the basement only because you know i i i think the theater would be an integral part of the museum only because there's been so many hip-hop documentaries hip-hop movies or they can they can have a room where they where they screen nothing but music videos or you know or or in my grand vision of things um like they could get like a ll cool j or a nas and i'm only using them as examples because they broke ground and um, they could film some videos, put them together, like, educational pieces where Niles will walk somebody through Queensbridge or LL Cool J will, like, you know, walk somebody through Hollis or do one, uh, different different educational videos on hip hop. So, But I do think that they need a room. I, they do need a room to, 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 to serve as a theater. And I do also believe that they need a conference room as well, just in case they have, like, a, a special guest to do, like, a speaking engagement or something like that. What would you charge senior citizens? That's a good question. You know what? That I would do it just like the movies. Like um, I know for a fact, and this shows how much I go to AMC. But I know senior tickets are three dollars off, so um, I would do I would do a, a three dollar or two dollar discount for seniors. Also, what's popping into my head right now, as far as pricing goes, I think it would be fair. And like, let's say they held a special event that they would charge a certain admission. Uh, similar, like if you go to a bar and the bar is is, have, is hosting a boxing match on pay-per-view. So, of course, there there's now a cover fee to get into the bar. I think that uh, in the event of special occasions, like if the museum was to hold a concert or something, um, you know, they, they would charge um, an a, a elevated admission price just for that one day only or just for the length of the event
2: that sounds of good de-
0: yeah of course depending on who's speaking or who's performing or whatnot yeah.
2: that's pretty dope and how many floors would you like it
0: i, I would say three technically four but three above ground and, and of course the conference room and the theater in the basement
2: all right that's cool that's cool no doubt so we're gonna get a little more deeper into what are on these floors um I myself would like to have this to be $25 entry and um senior citizens I actually would do free just because they were around like from the formation of hip hop um I personally would like four floors as well with a uh, basement and um A special floor on top that I'll get into a little later. But um, we'll go ahead and start talking about what's on these floors. Um, Al, if you want to start us off, you could uh, go ahead and uh, give a deep dive into the floors and the things you would like to see on your floors.
0: So, uh, as I just mentioned, the basement would be like, you know, theater and it would be a theater and it would be um, a conference room. The first floor, I would put... um, I would put exhibits. I would put a lot of exhibits on that first floor um, uh, and and, I, and they would be exhibits with artifacts. When I say artifacts, um, I guess like uh, the first vinyl record ever released in hip hop would be would be an example of an artifact, just things that that existed or things people owned or like, uh, I don't know, a microphone that that, that Tupac used uh, during a concert or something like that. You know, like I, I would put a lot of a lot of artifacts. The second floor um, would be more things that you read, if that makes sense. Like um, it'll be like a picture on the wall and then like the little card next to the picture that says, oh, well, this picture was taken, blah, 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 and tells you a little bit about the event. Um, what I would also do on this particular floor, I would have, uh, you, guys, you guys remember the store FYE that used yeah. to be around or you buy your CDs or Virgin or oh, all yeah. that stuff? I like yeah, you, yeah. you, you you remember how when you used to go shopping for albums, they had like the little headset you could put on and and get like a preview listen to 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 the music that you were thinking about buying.
2: Mm-hmm. I used to love those.
0: So I would put those in the museum on the second floor. That way, you know, it gives you it gives you like uh, even though we're in the digital era and you could easily just look it up on your phone and stream it. I think if I think it, even though you can do that. If there was an option to listen to stuff, or like a snippet of a song, or a verse, or or something special right then and there that correlates with what you're looking at, I think that would have a would have a a more powerful and meaning meaningful effect on on the person that's uh that's at the museum. So I think listening to stations should be should be put um, on that floor, and then I think third. Um, on the third floor, on the top, I think this is where things get cool in my vision of, of this whole thing. So, uh, even though rap is mainly audio TV, um, not TV, sorry. Um, I think the creation of music should be, should be, uh, explored. So like, they can have like a little, uh, like a little studio where like, you know, you can not, not do a whole song per se, but like, you know, like a little booth and you could record like, a uh, a snippet of a track, you know, something, something interactive. The third floor should be very interactive. Um, so like, yeah, the you could have somebody go in and, and you know, drop a sixteen over a beat, or or do a freestyle or something like that, and and they could see how it comes out, and they could, you know, they could put their email address in the kiosk, and it'll give them the MP3 file of of whatever they just did. Um. Also, things that uh, you know, like they can have like interactive displays where, if you touch a certain thing, it'll trigger a certain thing and it'll bring up either a movie or, or or a piece of music or or something like that. And again, that that particular thing would be like you know for the kids because you know kids love to touch stuff, and all this that and the third. So yeah, just like the activities, the interactive stuff would be, would be on that third floor. So, um i also i also think um going back to what i said about the first floor i also think like there should be like a certain wing in the museum on the first floor just for like uh describing rap in non-rap scenarios if that makes sense so
2: like Mm -hmm.
0: so like uh oh uh this song was used in this tv show or this song was in this commercial or you know this song made it to congress Or like they could even say, hey, Jay-Z performed, uh, was the first rapper to perform in the inauguration of Obama and put him and have the video play. So stuff like that.
2: That sounds good. Shit. I'd visit that. Uh, QG, you want to piggyback off of that with the uh, description of the floors?
1: Sure. Definitely as soon as you walk in, I think the first thing you should see is a picture of Cool Herc. You should see uh, Cedric Avenue. Just have a layout of what it looked like, and just have a visual representation of it. And I think each floor should represent like each decade. You know what I mean? Like you got you got the history on the first floor. Okay, it started from Jamaican roots and everything like that. And you can just follow along. It's like it's like following a trail of breadcrumbs. You know, like you start from here in the late seventies, and then you go upstairs. It's, and now we get. Now we're getting into the 80s now. Now 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 we're getting to the second wing. And in the second wing, you got where it's, where it's about the DJs. You know, you got you got Large Pro, you got Jazzy Jeff, you got Premier, you got Grandmaster Flash, you got all these different DJs, and you know, the turns tables and where they come from. And you have it sectioned off by boroughs. Each borough had a different flavor. Each borough had a had their own pioneer. So just to have Okay, Queens had this, Brooklyn had this, the Bronx had this, Manhattan had this, and what have you, Staten Island. You could do that for the second floor. I like what Candyman was saying with the interaction. To add to that, I'd like to see them do something like a jukebox. You know what I'm saying? Because you, you guys know, like in the Hall of Science, you know, you touch something, you experiment, you play around with it. Here right. you, you could pick a song. You know what I mean? You could, you could just press a button, pick a song. Now, your job is to follow it along. Like you grab the mic. Something like karaoke, you know what I mean? Like you got the screen there and then you can follow along with the video. Like if I was a kid and I'm coming in, I see LL Cool J, I'm hitting, boom, hit the button. I'm bad, plays out. I got to try to follow along with what he's doing, you know, try to mimic what he's doing on the screen, and, you know, just for fun, interactive part. And of course, like I mentioned about the graffiti art, because a lot of these rappers, a lot of these producers were graffiti artists. So, to see the early days of where graffiti was you know on the trains on the murals the walls everything like that especially with the breakdance too on one of them floors like crazy legs and all these other legends that were out there the rock steady crew people that a lot of people if you're not a pure hip-hop head you know nothing about it so it's like I want each floor to represent each element and make it as interactive as possible. And you could have a section where you got a lot of breakers out there. You can put on the break joint, have the little square box on the on the floor and let them get down. You know what I mean? Let them see if they can if they can mimic the moves and do stuff like that. Because you know the kids want to have fun and they want to enjoy, they want to party. So yeah, each floor, history, elements, decades, boroughs all of that. I want I want I want a nice little mix of each. You know that way they could see how different it is. Cuz each borough don't sound the same and every rapper is different. So I want them to get a nice little feel, okay? This rapper sound like this. Oh, this rapper sound like this. Oh, this rapper started doing this first. So just the basis of this is where they started. This is where they was at. Pick a record, listen to the record, get into the record.
2: That's pretty dope. Can't front. Sounds like some a million percent would check out you guys definitely uh crafting a nice museum here like i said man if they listen in man take these ideas you know just give us these free tickets now Damn. um personally um i definitely want four floors um i'm gonna get in pretty much to the first floor um it's you know what pretty much is gonna lure the people in so uh with like the origins of hip hop, like more so the prominent MCs, I guess, like the uh ones that you uh normally see, like on TV or just like uh in rap itself, as far as like Nas, could even have LL Cool J or Snoop Dogg, like more of the faces of um our art. Um also um like I worked at a museum, the museum of folk art. Um, shout out to them. I feel like um they downsized and moved to Cali. I'm not sure, but uh yeah, they uh definitely had interactive things as well and i've always wanted like um when i go to museum to be interactive with whatever it is that i'm viewing so i feel like a graffiti wall would be pretty cool and it would erase every or have someone erase it like um every two hours or so or paint over it or do something where um the people that are coming in can um have a space to um do their art as well and tag frequently um i noticed you guys were saying definitely um uh, somewhere where people dance. Um, I would like to have like a break dance floor or just a regular dance floor with uh dance sessions with a uh, instructor leading the class, somebody maybe tenured or somebody who's just you know pretty nice with it. Um, so it looks like one big party from the outside so it's like you know people want to come in and just be a part of it and you could have like you know we talk about we're having the kids in the museum where they could be dancing and interacting and stuff um i know there's a lot of new dances that they do now so you know that'd be pretty cool um and i would make that free i wouldn't charge nobody for like the dance classes or anything like that um my favorite part would probably be the basement and that's where i would have a recording studio where you could choose to either freestyle um you could add a verse to select songs um, ones that they, of course, get licenses for. Um, and they could also alternate those songs like every season or so. Um, you could definitely use an auto-tune f- uh, feature. I know there's apps for that, so why not have that in um, the museum, in the studio? Um, and karaoke, of course, where you could rap along the songs with um the ad-libs. And um, you could get purchasable USBs so you, re- you could record your work and um pretty much uh take it home with you um that i'd probably charge maybe 25 or something like that i'd have a setup with like a mic on a hanger small booth you know it, it would be a real recording studio but it would feel more like vintage you know vintage 90s and stuff and um I, i'm not sure al if you've been around in any of the studios like you know in the early 2000s or late 90s where um they've had like in the basements and stuff like that and the sock on the mic and stuff um you know I, i've been oh, yeah. to a couple of those yeah so um i i would like to have like that setting and stuff um and it would come with an engineer and people could look and listen into your session as you're doing it that i would charge like a hundred for um you know the museum definitely got to get some ends and there'd be a dj room too in the basement where um a professional would teach you how to spin you know i charge fifty dollars for that and um definitely work work your way um back upstairs um the second floor um i actually would like to have the true school mcs and the backstories there with the origins visuals and like um videos of um you know their work and the stuff they've done like you know even public enemy and the things they've done um and of course like the history from the golden era and important facts i feel like um the second floor would be more for like learning and stuff and about the milestones and the moments in hip-hop um artifacts of course and and audio recordings art photos um taken from times of early hip-hop would be nice to have like just around on that floor um third floor i actually would do some modern hip-hop artists this way it would give a chance for like the youth and more of the um younger crowd to want to come to this place and give something for them to um anticipate instead of like you know um someone who they may not be able to relate to who's older like maybe any of the prominent um mcs i was talking about but like you know, ha- ha- give them their space and that'd be on the third floor. And I'd make it pretty fun where like there'd be dress rooms where you could put on like accessories and um video rooms where you could shoot your own video based on like um either modern or vintage hip hop songs. So you could also use those accessories from the dress room or you could even choose to uh, film your own video from what you record in the basement. I would probably charge like one hundred dollars for that. And the last room uh, or last floor I would have would be the fourth floor. And I'd put it up there because that's the highest, it's you know, closest to, uh, you know, the sky, the God and everything. So I'd have all the legends who passed away over there, a whole floor dedicated to them. The Pac, Biggie, DMX, Pimp C, Pun, Eazy-E, K-Slay, Nate Dog, you know, everybody who made a, a big impact. I would just have, like, sections. I'd probably have it just all white on um, that room. And it'd be one of those where you can't really touch anything and stuff, you know what I'm saying? Just have it, like, real, like, you know, just... uh. Like like very peaceful in there and stuff and uh just have their own sections of um whatever it is they they've done for hip hop and and just um everyone just pretty much, you know, give their props and, and, and thanks to them and then just come back down to the first floor and get your party on. <laughs> um yeah, so that's um pretty much what I have for mine. Um also I would like to know because I'm I heard you guys had mentioned um a couple video rooms. Um, is there any particular films that you would like to be played at this museum? And um you guys could uh pick pretty much from from a, a plethora of documentaries or a series um qg uh you got anything in mind for that
1: absolutely absolutely i would like to see beats rhymes in life by tropical mm-hmm. quest i'd love to see all the rap in there i'd like to see rhyme and reason in there Nas, time is dramatic and one of my all-time favorites uh crush groove you know i mean that's my favorite hip-hop movie ever I think that movie right there with the Fat Boys and Sheila E and the story of how Def Jam was created, I think that would be a awesome, awesome documentary to show to the people. Those are my picks. I don't want to step on anybody's toes if anybody got any others, but I think those would be, would be the ones that you really, really need to have in there.
2: No doubt. No doubt. All right, Al, uh, you got any suggestions or anything to add to that? So, um, I
0: agree with everything that uh, that QG listed. However, and and by the way, no, I'm not picking anything from the beef series because we don't need that in the museum. As much, even though even though y'all know I, I I love the beef series of of DVDs, but um, one one thing that I'm surprised QG didn't mention, uh, I would put the show
1: in there. Yeah, like I said, I didn't want to step on anybody's toes if anybody wanted to mention the show, but yeah, the show definitely needs to be in there. I would I would put the show.
0: Um, I'm trying to rack my. I would put Tupac Resurrection in there as well. That's
1: a good one. Yeah.
0: Um, I was thinking about Biggie and Tupac, but I don't think because that 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 film is so lengthy. I don't know if anybody's gonna want to sit through it at a museum.
1: But, um you could, yeah, I would, you could put you could put the biggie joint he got one called think big or 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 notorious. he has his own separate ones that not I don't know I would long.
0: you know, I was thinking about the biopics like straight out of compton, all eyes on me and notorious, but again, those all have questionable content in it, and I don't think the kids should see that correct, so like I love notorious, but the scene where he's He's in the hotel but with with the naked
1: chicks. I, you, no. you don't got to show that. With show show no. think show think big or the Ready to Die documentary where easy Mo B and where you just focus on the music, not the
0: movie I'm, <laughs> I'm 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 gonna go one further. This is not a movie, but I think that the uh, whoever's running this museum should strike up a partnership with MTV so that they can show episodes of Yo MTV Raps in the museum license the footage out. They got to talk to Paramount about it cuz Paramount owns it. Word. Do you, I don't have Paramount Plus, but are those old episodes
1: on that streaming service? They got a deal where they have a new version of Yo MTV Raps. I don't have Paramount either, but as far as licensing goes But I but I'm but I'm I'm talking but them. I'm talking
0: about like the footage from like the 90s, the the good stuff. Yeah, but they still probably got to pay for those, don't yeah, well they, they can could broker some type of deal, but I think like you know, like something like that should be should be aired in that in that
1: little theater. Yeah. What about video music box? Yeah, I think that should be there too. That, that too. Should. That oh, yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah, shout
2: out to Ralph McDaniels. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um I actually would like to add uh like Crush Groove, Beach Street, Style Wars, Wild Style, like right. a lot of the, the stuff on um the vintage um um era of hip hop. And also, um, the art of freestyle is pretty would be pretty cool, too. Um, any informative documentaries, I feel like, would definitely um enhance the museum itself. um. And, you know, maybe on like the weekends or the nighttime, you could play some of the movies that uh, some of the artists have been in, you know, like Friday, even Master P. I got the hookup, you know, some of those. But I would I would play those like a little later at night due to like the vulgar and the profanity and definitely have like a stern warning of that. Like, you know, these movies are going to be shown, you know, like uh, pretty much uh, unrestricted with curses and stuff like that. So um, I feel like that'd be pretty cool to see. Um, that's smart.
1: Yeah, that's smart. That's a good idea
2: and um what guest speakers would you like to um be presenting or speaking at this museum um the al you got anyone off the top that you would like to hear and what would they speak about
0: yes now this person is not necessarily a rapper but this person has written a lot about rap history Uh, um if anybody has ever bought like a deluxe edition of a of an old album um you're familiar with the name soren baker um soren baker for those of you who don't know is a is a hip-hop is a is a uh, historical hip-hop journalist um there have been plenty of albums in my collection that have been uh reissues where there's a little booklet in the album where there's like a uh, a little piece written about the historical importance of the album and the time period so um i definitely think soren baker should be the perfect person to to uh to speak at uh at this museum uh, also, another person that can uh, speak at the museum, I think Brian Coleman should also be able to speak at the museum. Brian Coleman, for those of you who don't know, wrote the hip the series of hip hop books uh, called Check the Technique, where where he he did a historical breakdown of 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 albums in his book. Uh, some uh, they were so popular, so much so that there's three volumes of this book. Um, that that's pretty much like an encyclopedia of of uh, hip hop albums. I definitely think the Soren Baker and Brian Coleman should be, uh, speakers, um, as far as rappers who should be speakers, I think it'd be pretty cool if they got like a Africa bambata or a KRS one or a Chuck D to, to be a speaker as well. You know, um, people that are, are well versed, not, not to say that nobody else that raps is well versed in the culture, but you know, um, I think KRS one, because he was the teacher you see where i'm going there uh because he was the, he called himself the teacher i think he'd be a good person to, to, to speak and give uh educational uh, uh speeches at this museum so yeah somebody like a chuck d somebody like a krs1 um yeah i think i think those would be those would be would be good speakers uh, i i doubt this will ever happen because I i can't see somebody this big being involved with 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 something so small on a non-profit level but it would be cool to get like a, a a dr dre or a dj Premier to also be a speaker as well give like some type of lecture or something like that
2: absolutely a la ninth wonder in um duke where he teaches a master's class on hip-hop and that would be pretty cool to um have that there maybe even You know, maybe make an agreement with one of these CUNY colleges where it could be a course and um, students could probably even get credits for it. And it would definitely bring a lot of traffic to the museum. Um, QG, do you have any speakers in mind and um, what would you like them to speak about?
1: I would like to see Rakim come in there. And for Rakim, he can talk about the importance of writing. You know, Rakim has one of the best pens and he gets a respect for how he writes. He has a method and the technique. I'd like for him to be there to break down exactly how he writes his rhymes and he could go over certain verses. He's like okay, I wrote it when I was doing this or I spaced it out how I did it like this. Just a breakdown of the background of how he wrote a rhyme from pen to paper. I definitely would want to see LL Cool J up there and LL could talk about the importance of longevity You know, from where he started from the 80s going into the 90s going into the 2000s you know you got kids coming up and they know who he is he could talk about the importance of adapting to the changes you know coming from where he started and I'd love to see Queen Latifah up there especially Thank for man. the for the girls yeah for the ladies you know they need it just the, just just the whole thing about respecting yourself as a woman especially as a femcee You know, we know hip hop is male dominated and you need that inspiration for the young girls out there who want to be rappers, who want to be artists. They need to see someone who look like them, who talk like them, who sound like them to be up there and telling them, hey, you can do it. And this is what I had to overcome. You can do the same thing. And Al came up with some great names. Definitely Chuck D, KRS-One. Those guys are very political. They could talk about. You know the streets. They could talk about the ghettos and everything like that. And to uh, round it all up, I I would love to see Kane up there. I I say Kane because he could teach about the importance of being a performer. It's not just going up there. It's not just writing a rhyme, going to the studio, then going on stage and just holding the mic and just spitting. You got to have a certain element about you. And now that I think about it, if you can't get Kane up there, you got to get Dougie Fresh up there. Because I'm looking at guys who know how to perform and know how important the performance is. They can teach and show people, hey, when you go to a show, you want to go to a show. And these are the people that know how to perform. So I think those people will definitely give some jewels, especially to up-and-coming MCs that want to go to this museum. They want to know how it's done. So it's a teaching aspect.
2: Yeah, that sounds pretty dope. Can't argue with that. Um, is there any additions as well that you guys would like to include to um, the museum? Al, you could go ahead and start.
0: When you say additions, what do you mean? Like things that uh, that we haven't talked about previously?
2: Yeah, like you know, extracurriculars or just small things you want to add in that you may have forgot to say it or you know. Well, just any. It just
0: it just popped into my mind now, but there should be like a uh, an activity room because you know I think the museum. Would be like a perfect place to like have a, like an after school program because not for nothing, bro. Um, and I know every, we, we who for whoever may or may not keep up with the news, but the amount of youth that are getting into trouble, like trouble with the law and committing crimes, they're getting younger and younger. So I feel like the museum should have a space in it where you know like there could be like some type of program where they could like learn to make beats or you know just just some something to teach them so that they they could stay out of trouble you know what I mean so like whether it's like teaching them to make beats or teaching them how to write bars or you know just some type of after-school activity that uh, it could be like a safe haven for the kids to go to now of course if you're if you're enrolled in a program they wouldn't charge you to get in but you know and, and I think they should be free to the public because again um not to single a group of people out, but where the museum is gonna be located again is in a is in a very lo- low low income area. So, you know, I think it should the museum should also be used to be a resource for the kids, you know. So I, I feel like some type of after school activity led by an instructor should, you know, be be held during the school year, even in the summer.
2: Right. Absolutely. Sounds good. How about you, QG?
1: Going for the educational aspect, I definitely would like to see some scholarships. I'd love to see some programs like that where you have people, you know, come in and they teach these kids the importance of writing. And, you know, they could submit essays and say, "Okay, this is a hip hop place. Write me a paper about something in hip hop that means something to you. Oh, this is pretty good. All right. Let me take this. I'm going to pass it on to some institutions. You know, a lot of these hip hop artists now, they get a lot of credit for their scholar reports. So, hey, there's this kid here that wrote this excellent paper. I'm going to pass it along and let you look at it and see what it's like. It gives the people the opportunities because, you know, hip hop comes from the streets. You could take hip hop and you could transform it and you can get into other things because of hip hop. So I wanted to I want some opportunities to be provided to the kids and let them know, hey, listen, you can make this thing a go. You could take hip hop and you could you could have a job out of it. You can get a communications degree and work at a radio station or you can work as an engineer. Or you could do something with producing. Like I want programs. I want classes. I want stuff like that. And I wouldn't mind concerts either and autograph sessions. You know, if we're going to have hip hop artists there. Hey, might as well be as interactive as possible. So this extra stuff to keep hip hop going and preserved for the next generation.
2: All right. Yeah, me personally, you know, I would like to you know, like you said the scholarship giveaways would be awesome. Um maybe even a label to help a, like young upstart um artists try to get on and stuff and um it'd be kind of dope to be signed to like a, a museum label, you know. Um and, you know, nonprofit events would be nice, too, like giveaways and stuff for the community. Um, concerts, of course, like you said, would be really good. Like Jay-Z had um, the concert at the MoMA. So mm-hmm. it would be pretty cool to have, like, um, whatever artists have a, have a um, concert over there and, and make it a staple within our community and in our culture where we know, like, if a concert's going down there, you know, it's going to be good. Um, but I appreciate you guys' the input. I appreciate you guys letting me rock out with this and um, taking a wheel on this gonna give it back to my main man al he's just gonna get into the emails and yes sir long live hip-hop in the museum
0: well said rev um so as we know um when we ever whenever we discuss topics like this we encourage the listeners to uh write in at rap at gmail.com you've got mail he says uh hey rap lab i listen to every episode love what you guys do i am a lifelong resident of the bronx But uh, however, I feel that this that the location of the museum should not be where it is. The reason I say this is because it's going to be across the street from the Bronx Terminal Market. That area is already crowded. There is a BJ's an Applebee's, a Best Buy and a Target already there. So parking is already limited and rough in that area. Also, I don't know if you guys know the layout of the Bronx, but ten blocks down is Yankee Stadium, which adds to the congestion in the area. I'm not saying that the museum should not be in the Bronx, but it specifically should not be in that in that area. Where would you guys move the museum if you feel it had to be moved or would you leave it where it is? Uh, I
1: mean, for me, it's gotta be in the Bronx. It's gotta be in the Bronx. I wouldn't have it nowhere else. I'm not too familiar with with the borough. I mean, my family comes from Kingsbridge. And I never got to live out there. You know, I've been in Queens all my life. So I don't know exactly where in particular in the Bronx, you would put it. I get the question because with Yankee Stadium and BJ's and all this other stuff in that crowded area, it's it's tough. It's just like building a new arena. You know, when you build an arena, you're going to have traffic problems. You're going to have issues as far as people coming in and coming out so i think at the end of the day i think you i think you should just leave it where it is and let's see how it goes you know people are going to come i remember when they had the premiere and you had the politicians and all the rappers out there even though it was the it was the ground dirt the foundation you know i think no matter what you do you always going to have a population problem But as long as people get in and it's safe and there's no issues, I think that's also a reason because you don't want to have it in a place where there's not a lot of people around and not a lot of layout. You don't want it to be in an area where there's nothing out there. Like there's no community. You want people to be around it and see it enough. Even people that are just looking on like, oh, what's that over there? Oh, let me go check it out. You want it in a location like that, not just for people to see it, but also for safety reasons, too. You don't want it out in the boonies. You want it out where people can be around.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like the traffic would actually help it. Being that Yankee Stadium is 10 blocks away. And um, as he mentioned, the Target and everything else. And shit, to me, that's just one big parking lot that you could put your car there and walk into the museum. You mean? Mm-hmm. Or even, like, they could build, like, a parking lot around there or something like that, you know, or... uh. When be, maybe it could coincide with the museum and they could offer like a season pass or something where you get like 50% off or free parking and stuff. But, um, I, the congestion definitely is real. You know, I'm not, um, denying that. Um, I just feel like from a business standpoint, I would take care, I would, um, take advantage of all the people and all the activities around and, um, try to make the hip hop museum. One of the main reasons why people go to that area. Cause remember baseball is over like, well, for some teams, it's over in September, but it's over more so in October or so. So like during the winter, fall months, you know, it, it'd it be pretty cool to have events there in the hip hop museum where people are going to the Bronx for that, not just Target or whatever else is in that shopping vicinity. So
0: I'm actually very familiar with the area because I worked in the Bronx Terminal Market for two years from 2013 to 2015. So I guess from a logistic standpoint. Now, here's the thing about that parking lot where that mall is. They charge parking by the hour. It's not a flat rate. So if you're in there for more than an hour, the pri- every hour you're in there the price fluctuates. Also, God forbid there's a Yankee game going on, they charge event rate parking for Yankee games. So I could understand how somebody, not even just from the congestion but let's say you're the type of person who, who wants to drive rather than take the train. I could understand how that how that may how that may dissuade somebody from going to the museum because, you know, event rate for the Yankee stadium, last time I went to Yankee stadium was like 50 bucks in that parking lot. So if there's a Yankee game going on and that's the day and you don't know, cause you know, you, uh, obviously nobody's going to check. If you're not a baseball fan, you're not going to check that. So imagine you pull up to go to the museum and then you park and they charging you $50 on the way out. That, that could be a bit of a, uh, a bit of a, a thing for you to, you know, not want to go back. Also, as far as the uh, the traffic, now, while the traffic is good because you may get people who go to Target and, and before they go into Target, they be like, oh, let me go in the museum. The only thing I, I could imagine how the streets would be with all those cars because even when baseball season is over, uh, imagine everybody coming in and out of that mall when Black Friday comes, or Christmas season comes around. I can only, only imagine. So, but however... I can't think of a better place to put that museum because across the street from there was nothing. Um, People would just go, it was just like grass and people would just go there and barbecue in the summer. So it's not like, it's not like, you know, there was anything across the street from there and not for nothing. But if you guys have ever like been in the, anybody's ever been in the Bronx, there's very limited real estate in the Bronx. You know what I mean? like. The, it, there's not too many places where you could just strike up a new building out of nowhere. So if they were to move this thing elsewhere in the Bronx, I, I don't know where you could put it, but I do see uh, uh, what Jamal is saying though, as far as the problems that would occur with traffic and, and congestion and being overcrowded. I get it. But also I, I just can't think of a place. And, and I agree with QG. It should not be in brooklyn it should not be in queens it should not be in staten island because it started in the bronx so um and then the other question is will this place have its own parking lot you know will the parking lot here be separated from from the one in the mall that's across the street so a lot a lot of a lot of stuff to move that's a great question because i would have never have thought to have asked something like that but you know um i do think like because, you know, some people that are not from the Bronx will go to a Yankee game or, you know, people go to baseball games these days as part of tourist attractions because they want to see what the stadium is like. So as they take a tour around the borough, they may stop there and it may help them out as far as uh, getting extra business they may not have otherwise had. But I don't know where we would re- we, we would relocate this thing if we had to. Word. But um, our next email... Uh, comes from Rebecca, who's also from the Bronx. And she says, I like the idea of the museum being built. However, my biggest fear is that a lot of the major hip hop acts such as a Jay-Z would not support the museum or would not do an appearance there. Do you think that somebody should reach out to a Jay-Z or a Dr. Dre to get their participation with the museum? I think it'll only hurt not only the museum, but the culture overall, if we don't get some of the biggest names in hip-hop to at least, if not do a concert, do at least an appearance or a speaking engagement? What are you guys' thoughts?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the mayor, this hip-hop mayor we speak of, doesn't he have connections to these artists? Can he get them on the horn since he put so much money in this? I don't see why not. And as far as um Jay-Z goes, you know, I mentioned that too, that he should be the one really uh, – Lobbying for this and I don't think he would be above it. It kind of sounds like um the email you're kind of making it like um He's above going to this and I feel like he'd be super reachable Especially by the OGs and hip-hop who are helping um this thing stand so guys like him guys like of course, you know uh Maybe dr. Dre because he's on the all the way across the coast, you know But like he should definitely have some part in this and this is ours. This you know, this culture is ours This, this is for us. So You know, going um, or or not supporting would definitely be a a step back for us as a culture and what we're trying to build and maintain here. So as a prominent MC or somebody of of the caliber of Jay-Z or Nas, like, I feel like you're obligated to be in this museum, at least in some way, somehow, a commercial, an MTA ad or something. You know, I mean, that's how I feel.
1: QG? QG? I agree totally with what Rebecca said, because you have hip hop artists who are mainstream who are in that aspect, like you mentioned, a Dre, a Jay-Z, a Nas that support everything else. They support the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They support the Star Hollywood. They support all these other things. So when you have something that comes from the muck and the mire of a pure hip hop atmosphere that made these people be where they are today absolutely it would be good for them to come will they come time will tell but i feel they definitely need to be a part of it like rev said and like rebecca said that is an excellent excellent idea because this is ours this is a pure hip-hop thing this is nobody else that's coming behind it this is not apple this is not a, a a drink this is not mcdonald's this is not none of that this is coming straight from the roots, from the ground, and we need the people that are a part of it to come in and be a part of this thing, and it, and to show that they embrace it will bring in more people. You, we want as much people to come and visit this place as much as possible, and in order for that to happen, you need these big-time prominent artists, and Nas was there from before. Let's see if he come back. We definitely want him to come back when it's all open. He's all up in there, because he was there when they were opening it. So. We we definitely need the Puffies, the Jay Z's, the Dre's, the Nas's, and all these other people. The fifties we need. We definitely need that because this is ours. We're all under one umbrella.
0: Fair enough. And I, you know what, I I don't blame Rebecca for writing an email because you know Jay Z has commented on stuff since since this museum was a thought, and he hasn't com publicly commented on it. So you know. Neither is a lot of other people. So I'm I'm just assuming that, you know, if you don't comment and it's like out of sight, out of mind. So I do think that somebody should approach Jay-Z about something. And also, I do realize that, you know, sometimes because, again, this I'm not going to I'm not going to pretend like it's the greatest area in the world. But uh, where this museum is being located is in the inner city. It's 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 the hood. And, you know, some people, once they step out the hood, they, they feel like they're only dirty in their shoes by going back not saying that that's what jay-z's mo is but you never know so but i do think that somebody should reach out to him and be like hey can you at least contribute something but you know that that's just uh my opinion all right and then for the the third and final email uh we have another email from somebody in the bronx uh this this one is from albert he says uh I live in Parkchester in the Bronx. I think that the museum is a great idea. If you were the general manager or curator of the museum and you were opening the museum this weekend, what promotion would you would you start or, or, or execute in order to get people to come in on the opening weekend of
2: the museum? Yeah, I'll take it from here. Um, you definitely need a headliner. You know, like, you need somebody who's going to want